Hey friends, on this episode of the podcast, as we are broadcasting live from ESTO 2022, we head to Detroit to talk to Stan and Sam about all of the amazing things happening in the Motor City. And on this episode of the podcast, it is my absolute pleasure to spend a couple minutes. Stan, <laughs> Sam, welcome to the podcast, friends. Thanks for having Thanks us. For We're having excited us. to be here. We are excited <laughs> to talk Detroit. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to start with Time Magazine saying you have to go to Detroit. You know, what, what was that like for you guys? I mean, Time Magazine coming out and saying, hey, if you're, right. if you're thinking of doing something in 2022, here are 50 things. And, oh, yeah, by the way. Detroit. That's right. one of them. Well, first thing we said was about time, <laughs> right? We're kind of like, we've known this. We've known this, you know, and it's awesome that people are starting to recognize what we already know, which is Detroit is not coming back. It's been back for a while. And the fact that we get to share that with the world and that we have an organization like Time putting their stamp of approval on it. Yeah, that was an exciting, exciting oh, yeah. piece for us. That was huge. It was such a big deal. You know, I've seen what it's done for other cities, you know, who kind of have the same sort of um, DNA identity as Detroit and being uplifted by a major magazine like Times, it's mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been literally carrying it around like a flag of honor <laughs> and yeah. telling anybody that we can about it because, you know, if Times says it's greatest, then I think you should believe them. <laughs> do you guys see when, when stuff like that happens, do you see other marketing, like kind of create a, a momentum off of that? So magazine says you got to go here and then everyone else is like oh yeah we do got to go there and then right. they start you know creating more press pieces absolutely in 2018 lonely planet recognizes recognized detroit as one of their top destinations as well and we started to see that snowball mm -hmm. and we did you know condé nas and other travel organizations they said well we might we better take pay attention to what's going on in detroit and write about it so one of the, the incredible things that is happening in Detroit is just the sheer volume of amazing things to do, right? From you know what Bedrock's doing right downtown to the beach, right at Campus Marshes, to the draft, to, I mean, to the brew trail, all of those things. And so, Stan, I'm interested, when we're talking about setting priorities and you're dealing with that big of a footprint, you know, we're at Esto and there's a lot of DMOs who don't have as big of a footprint as you guys do. How do you guys approach on a day-to-day -day basis and then maybe on an annual basis where the priorities go and how you know, okay, now is the time to pull the brew trail lever. Now we need to push some draft stuff. Now we need to talk about this thing. Right. What does that look like for you guys? Well, we start with the traveler. So all the noise that kind of surrounds marketing, we start with the traveler. And our goal is to make sure that the experience of planning your trip as well as when you're in Detroit is as fulfilling, regenerative as possible. So we start there. So you brought up the, our brew trail and we were seeing that a lot of people were discovering that we have a lot of great distilleries and breweries in the region and they wanted to learn more about those. And that just prompted us to say, well, we need to start to talk about that a little bit more and crafted a program that allowed them to do that in a fun way. So we really look at what the, what the traveler wants to do and then we see, okay, how can we enable that and empower them to do that? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, just pouring, again, we get so excited about the stuff going on in the city. Like, you know, you mentioned the draft even. I could talk about that every single day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the, 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 the sheer excitement of things that are happening, even like the Brew Trail. Um, I was telling you earlier, there was such a... a, a 
a need or such a desire to have you know more of that beer information and experience we launched the brew trail and we're like okay we'll be back to promo it and we're just seeing our numbers skyrocket so it's it's always good to see that kind of timing sync up yeah. with what the travelers looking for and what we actually have going on in the city and you know I was just going to add, I think that we're also looking at the times. And Detroit is really a trendsetter, an opinion shaper. And we really want to tap into that. So we knew that in the last two years, people are becoming much more socially conscious. They are really pulling their values into their trip planning and what they want to do. And we really saw that Detroit is an amazing canvas for you to travel and travel with a purpose. You know, so when you kind of have, when you look at what's happening out in the marketplace, then and you look at Detroit, then we want to marry that together as well. So that's how we kind of set our priorities. And when you are a location like Detroit that culture radiates out of, right? right. Doesn't radiate into, it radiates out of. Right. What is what does that marketing look like to the traveler? Like how do you decide which part of the culture to kind of share with the outside world. You know, Time Magazine, their main focus was on the electric road, right? It was mm -hmm. kind of an innovative piece to kind of show, hey, this is, check out this cool thing and then all of these other amazing things going on. But for you guys, where does that culture start and what sort of messages go out of the right. city of Detroit? The special thing about Detroit is that you don't have to look for the culture. You don't have to direct <laughs> you to the culture. <laughs> it's embedded in the DNA of the, of, the, uh, of the city, of the metro region. So it's a lot easier for us because all we have to do and we bet on our people mm -hmm. right so we were we were just in a session where a person says the shiny thing is the people and Detroit is definitely our our people so we just really focus on them and tell their stories and those stories are compelling and they've been compelling in America for hundreds of years so I mean like we're just really doubling down on that yeah, I mean, even in addition to our history from food to cars to art to design, I think culture is just such a broad word for us. Um, and it, we just tap so much of it. I think we wind up having a segment almost to an extent like, all right, how can we pour all of the different types of ways you can experience car culture into one, you know, sort of time or, or beer culture or anything like that? I think that's probably the, the challenge for us is like, yeah. where do we even start? There's so much culture here. It's it's um, a great problem to have. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And in such, there's such a big scope in general. But yeah. one thing I like to know is what do you guys do on the weekends in Detroit? My latest fascination is Eastern Market. I don't understand why I haven't spent more time at Eastern Market, <laughs> but my wife and I went up to Eastern Market a couple of weeks ago and we just thought we were just going to sightsee and kind of. Sure. And now we do our shopping there because I mean, like, it's the largest market. And um, so I spent a lot of time there, and I'm spending a lot of time trying to get to every culinary delight that we have in the city as well. Um, I'm definitely a Belle Isle little bunny. I can go over to that beach and stay there all day. Um, I also love, um, I was talking with some colleagues the other day, the DIA. I can go in there and I can stay in there for hours. Um, and then not to mention, just walking around downtown is just sometimes something that I love to do or even just driving around because every time I feel like I leave my house there is something new happening popping up what is that when did that come up like I just can't keep up so um, I almost feel like a, a brand new explorer every time I leave my house I feel like I'm visiting Detroit for the first time every single day which is kind of a blessing you know what I mean it, it's absolutely a blessing and I think you know to, to that end if you just 
just stayed on Woodward, mm-hmm. you could travel for a week and a half Seriously. and still be like, oh, wait, what? There's this so is much the, more. I haven't even left one street, right? You know, right. And you just keep going. Right. What, you know, one of the things that, that we've obviously has been kind of not necessarily the elephant in the room, but comes up in every one of these podcasts is we're coming out of, of COVID. And I don't necessarily want to talk about the negative implications. What I want to talk about is the acceleration, right? Mm-hmm. What you saw coming out of COVID is like things that we all had planned for a decade ago, you know, mm-hmm. a decade from now, we're having to do now. You know, I was just talking to Sam before you showed up, mm-hmm. Stan, you know, you see Consumers Energy going to charge a million vehicles by 2030. Ford is fast tracking their EV production to make sure that if you want one in 2025, we will have it for you. Mm-hmm. You're having an electric road. Grand Prix coming downtown. What are some of the things that you guys ended up fast tracking that you're you kind of want to spotlight? You know, where you went, okay, let's put this project off for a decade, and you're like, no, 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 COVID has forced us to think about this problem differently. Let's bolt, bring that one up front and do this. Right. I think what COVID did was it really elevated or shown us the deep love people have for travel Mm -hmm. and why they travel. And I think that this sense of traveling for your mental health, your mental wellness, um, your ability to start to immerse yourselves in a different space, um, that is something that we're seeing. Um, And one thing that we really tried to accelerate is making sure that people understood that when you come to Detroit, you know, we want you to participate with us, join us in celebrating the city, celebrating the culture. And I think that's something that people are starting to dabble in, but coming through COVID, people had a greater appreciation for it. And we just want to put in front of them as many ways that they can really immerse themselves in Detroit. And not be at a surface level, but really get yourself involved in the community. And I think that's something that people are hungering for. And we just want to meet that need. And so we're three days into Esto. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't actually ask you guys if you have ever been before, but three days into this, you know, what has it been like for you? What are you guys excited to hear about or do? And, and you, what are you hoping to take away when you go back home on Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> what did Picasso say that good artists copy, great artists steal? Great artists, great artists yeah. steal, yeah. Right, so we're stealing a lot. <laughs> For my colleagues. We're inspired. Right, right. I think there's some things that, you know, are confirming the direction that we're going, and it's nice to see that, okay, we're on the right path, but there's some really interesting paths that other DMOs are taking. And um, one thing that we're really diving into is really partnering with other DMOs as well, because while we think Detroit is the best city in times, says so as well, um, we really want to start to see how we can partner with other DMOs, especially in the state as well. So we have that opportunity to make those connections while we're here yeah i'm loving the pure open forums too i mm-hmm. think it's a nice way to for everybody to just kind of come in almost vulnerable and uh, talk about challenges grows glows and just kind of share everything that they're dealing with and realize that you're not alone in this right like oh yeah we're dealing with that too let's figure out like try and figure it out together which i think is really cool and also like to what sam was saying about um you know, being inspired and um, reaffirmed that we're on the right track, our integrated sustainability, you know, really looking at sustainability from a threefold position instead of just environmentally, you know, and starting to see other people look at it in a similar way too is very exciting. Go deeper with that. Mm-hmm. T- talk to people about what, what are the three folds. Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? As much as you guys need. I took off my jacket here. Um, <laughs> you can distract your <laughs> I 
mean, um, it, it, it goes pretty deep, but to sum it up, um, we look at sustainability from, like I was saying, a three-part sort of um, component. So economically, environmentally, and culturally. So we want you to come and experience and immerse yourself in the culture of our city, right? We don't we don't kind of like that, um, that drive-through sort of like, okay, yeah, I went to Detroit. No, we want you to feel Detroit. Once you're there, we've got you. You know what I mean? You can't resist our culture. Um, and we want our culture to be celebrated as well, you know what I mean, and to be honored, like from Charles H. Wright in Motown all the way down to Henry Ford. Um, economically, you know, we want to make sure that our small businesses are thriving. Um, we are a huge small business destination. I mean, just 50,000 of our small businesses are black owned, you know, and that's just a small segment. I'm not even tapping into our Latinx, or our Middle Eastern population as well. Um, and then obviously environmentally from everything from the charging um, roads and EV to even just recycling in general, <laughs> just, our you know, spaces. our green spaces, um, our, even Detroit Hives, for example, has been taking um, abandoned lots and turning them into bee colonies and, um, you know, providing honey for the local residents. Um, even our convention center is gold lead, yep, yep gold certified, and they're going for an even bigger, you know, sort of designation. And so we're starting to see that happen more and more throughout the city. We have such beautiful green spaces thousands of them in the city alone, we want them to be preserved. We want people to understand that when you come to Detroit, yeah, you can have fun in the big city, but you can also find your pockets of peace in these green spaces as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. Pockets mm -hmm. of peace. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan, we're on the precipice of the auto show. It's kind of a little bit of a different format. Can you talk to people about what changes have happened and kind of what they can expect as the auto show rolls in? Yeah, and we're seeing those plans kind of evolve and kind of um, happen right now, but I know that the auto show this year is really going to try to expand outside of the convention center and kind of take its way down Jefferson um, there. So um, they're looking for a lot of outdoor activations, new activations that are happening around the convention center and into the city a little bit more, which I think would be exciting because we love that because we get people out and walking the city and enjoying you know some of the services our members provide as well. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing that um, we're going to be seeing this year. All right, we will. No, go ahead. Sam. Oh no, I was going to say, and I'm excited about the concerts that they're now adding to the auto show yeah. and um, some of the really like fun and weird activations that they're going to put into campus marshes. I think, you know, honestly, that kind of defines the city sometimes, like the fun sort of weird activations or things that are like, why is that weird car just, you know, kind of sitting there <laughs> in the middle of the city, but, you know, I want to take my picture next to it. So mm -hmm. it, I think the auto show is going to see a big boost in um, especially like the younger demographic getting involved. I think for the most part, it's been sort of, you know, People have been going to it for years and um, experiencing the auto show a certain way, and they're totally shaking it up. I'm excited. I think this <laughs> is the so first excited. year that is actually that we're able to have it in the yeah. September time frame because I know they made the change, but the pandemic happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it not being in January mm -hmm. is a huge plus. Now you can walk around, <laughs> yes. and while we love our city, yes. it can get a little well, cold. Just so it. September yeah. is a great time frame <laughs> yes. for it. It's an amazing time. So you know, last question. I'll let you guys kind of get on with your conference. Mm -hmm. um, to the two of you, you know, when you move to whatever the next chapter is in your lives and careers, what do you want the legacy to be that Stan leaves behind in the city of Detroit, even if you don't leave the city, right? Mm -hmm. You leave your position. What? How do you want people to remember you? And Sam, same question to you. Mm -hmm. I want to, I guess, be remembered. It's a deep question, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to be remembered. Well, you guys are doing profound work right, right. now, and I, right. I think it, it just it deserves right. to be recognized. And at the end of it, there will be a body of work attached mm -hmm. to both of your names. Right. Well, 
this probably is going to get me in trouble. But <laughs> I love it. Let's born, go. Born and raised in Ohio, right? So <laughs> you, mean, you mean the Ohio? Is not how we have to Ohio, we right? Have to put the bug Yikes. in front of it. I believe so I legally have to now, actually. I think you do. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but Detroit always has been for me a underdog story. I've heard people for years talk about Detroit negatively. And one of the reasons why I came to visit Detroit is I really wanted to tell that story and give the people of Detroit the recognition as well as the respect mm -hmm. they deserve. Mm -hmm. And not to see them as a consumable, a consumable experience, but get to know the people of Detroit. Mm -hmm. So if people are starting when they talk about Detroit, if they start with, it's a great city, it's a profound city, it's a city that moves you um, deep down. Um, it's a city that helps you align, puts you, in puts you in touch with your values, helps you express your culture. If people start that way versus how we hear normally people today start to talk about Detroit, um, if we're able to change that first paragraph narrative, that will be something I'm really proud of. Kind of stole mine. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think that would be a huge legacy marker to be able to turn. I, I've always been a fan of turning the naysayers into our champions. That's been like it's my passion. <laughs> um, and so to you know continue on and to know that the perception, the the. Um, the conversations around Detroit, the ideas of Detroit have changed, have opened, have been given a chance. You know, at the end of the day, just give Detroit a chance. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, uh, I had a couple friends visit from California and we were on a lift headed to headed to a restaurant and they were, you know, just kind of talking about their preconceived notions of Michigan and Detroit. And the lift driver just stopped and he turned and he said, open your heart to Michigan. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to, to help people open their hearts to Detroit. Mm -hmm. And um, I think once they do, they realize how much they've been missing and how much of what they do in their regular life came from Detroit. And so um, I think once they get that nod, once people kind of finally say, oh, yeah, Detroit is fantastic. I can't wait to go back. I love it when I hear people say, oh my God, I just got back from Detroit. I had the time of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want everybody to say that, you know what I mean? And so once I have that feeling, I know that I've done a good job. Oh, absolutely, and it does. It takes that first visit. So one of my mm -hmm. girlfriends from forever, she brought her fiance from Stockholm mm -hmm. and he was just obsessed. <laughs> like he, he honestly spent a month just downtown Detroit and it was the best time of his life. And he's a photographer, so nice. he just right. like absorbed it, right. but it is it's you gotta go yeah how do people go to Detroit how do they learn more Ooh, I mean first step is visit Detroit.com <laughs> what, what's the second step, <laughs> second step is, is refer to the first step <laughs> second step is scroll down and follow us on Instagram Facebook right. YouTube and all those other things yeah awesome Stan yes. Sam have a wonderful time great to talk to you thank, thank you. you thank, thank you guys you. this is great we really appreciate it mm -hmm. <laughs>